0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Members of the military special forces can do extraordinary things, but eventually they muster out with little preparation for work in the private sector. That's where the Tampa, Florida based STAR Network comes in. STAR stands for Special Operations Forces Transition Assistance Resource. It's a group of executives who volunteer to help SOF members while pledging to hire them. One new member of the Star Network joins me now. She's the CEO of Navigar Recruiting and Executive Search, Kathleen Steffi. Ms. Steffi, good to have you on.
0: Thank you so much. Glad to be here.
1: And you're in Tampa, Florida, and so this is where a lot of the SOF Special Operations Forces members kind of discharge into the world. Safe to say?
0: Safe to say. There's tons of them here at MacDill Air Force, and they're just waiting to get out.
1: Well, let's hope they like it while they're there. But they're once they step out, they need help. And tell us about Star. How does it work, and what are some of the activities that support these members as they transition to becoming veterans who want to work because they're mostly relatively young?
0: Well, actually, the target audience for Star is your twenty to twenty-five year special forces leaders that are coming out. That's kind of what I I said, it's time for them to come out or they're waiting to come out. By 20 to 25 years, they want to. So Star Network is really focused on networking, you know, with them, with business people in the Tampa Bay area and helping them, having one-on-one coffees, talking about the transition. What do they want to do? What do they need to do to actually make the job of their dreams, if you will, happen on the civilian side and so on and so forth. So it's it's a pretty deliberate mission that we have with these soft guys.
1: And it sounds like given the company that you operate, you can kind of benefit in a sense because you can make those connections between corporations that need these people and the fact that you're in the recruiting business and you're working with them as they come out, maybe that makes you a connector.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge connector. But... I will tell you what I'm doing is all pro bono, if you will. Um, I am educating employers in the marketplace, really all over the world, who can hire these guys here in Tampa about them. And they want to know about them. They want to know how can they hire them. They want to know how they can have a a shadowing with them as an employer. So there's an education going on that I'm kind of facilitating just from my heart, (laughs) if you will. Um, And I'm loving it.
1: And in the Tampa Bay area, I imagine there are offices of the major defense contractors that may not be headquartered in Tampa, but are they also have presence in Tampa? And is that part of the target here to get them into those companies? Or give us the range of where they might end up as they come out of special forces.
0: Yeah. So when I sit down with soft leadership, this is what happens. So the number one thing that I hear is that they have these defense contractor opportunities without question. They can walk in blindfolded, right? And they have these opportunities from former soft guys that are now running businesses and yet they could get plugged in, but they don't want that. They don't want that. So they say to me, what, what else can I do? I don't really want this. It's a shoe in, it could be good money, but well, what else is out there? And they don't know how to go find, the other types of civilian jobs out there versus what you're talking about. It's a shoo-in, yes, but they don't necessarily want it.
1: That's an interesting insight. What typifies what they might want? Just give me some examples.
0: Yeah, they want a fresh start. They don't want to keep on the military track. You know, some of them go into sales. Some of them go into boating, if you will, and running charters, you know, these seals say, I I do kind of want to go along my passion and and do something around water, you know, and they do things with a communal boat club that we have here in Tampa, Freedom Boat Club. So it's just a variety of different things. They don't know what they don't know. So most of them have no idea what they want to do, but they know they want change. They don't want to continue on the military path, and that's the dynamics here that we're dealing with. Interesting. (laughs) Very interesting.
1: Yeah, we're speaking with Kathleen Steffi. She's CEO of Navigar Recruiting and Executive Search of Tampa, Florida, and she is also part of the STAR Network, which helps people leaving special forces. But I want to emphasize the fact that that doesn't mean they need to stay in Tampa, And go into some other commercial line of work outside of the military. They could end up in anywhere. That is to say, do you have resources to help them perhaps relocate, but yet not go into the military industrial complex?
0: Exactly. Exactly. They need help. They need help. Many are interested in relocating. Many want to stay in Tampa. By this time, their families are done moving around, right? So they want their last stop. So this is the mindset. You know, and they're so talented. There's so much depth to them. I mean, these are the top of the line in the military, top of the line. So lots of opportunity for employers to benefit from them.
1: And what should employers know about these people?
0: That they are astounding. I'm going to go into how they their leadership skills and what they've managed in their roles and the decision-making that, that they go through, the fast decision-making, the big decisions, these life-and-death decisions, the planning for their team, it's extraordinary. And they take these kind of leadership skills over into the operations side of civilian businesses, and they can manage a project like you've never seen before or manage an operation like you've never seen before. Many of them go into the civilian side of business and say, gosh, this is easy compared to what I've done, you know, but the transition is the hard part. A lot of these guys would choose, you know, to put a plan together to have their team pound on the door and go, you know, attack and kill our enemies then actually go and transition and learn how to do that. This is one of the toughest things that they have to do in their lives. So it's stressful.
1: You go from wrecking things and killing people to pleasing the customer. That's a different mindset.
0: (laughs) Right? Or building a business. But there might also
1: be challenges. I mean, if you give an order in special forces or receive an order in special forces, you follow that order pretty much without question. If you order a Gen Z person to do something without question, you're going to get questioned.
0: That's true. That's true. There can be challenges, but they're, they're great order takers. Um, the operators are most of them that I'm dealing with are leaders and people that are setting directions, setting tone, laying the plans, you know, rallying the troops, if you will, collaborating to make huge decisions, you know, so those types of skill sets are transferable over in business and they get it done. They get it done.
1: So would you say perhaps I've overemphasized or overdrawn the difference between the military setting and the commercial setting with respect to the skills that special operators actually have?
0: Possibly. You know, possibly. There's so many connecting dots. You know, there's so many differences, but there are so many connecting dots. And the businesses that go forward and pull the trigger with these guys benefit without question. So there's, there's a lot they can offer.
1: And do you have a mechanism that is through the STAR, you know, the resource network there to find out how they're doing after they have been placed? I mean, could they come back and say, geez, I had no idea, you know, what it was like in the private sector and uh, or whatever. They may, they may find they love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So STAR is made up of networking with soft guys through dinners every second Tuesday of the month. And what happens is they're teamed up with a business partner. And these are alumni and actual guys that are coming out. So the alumni speak at these dinners and tell everyone how it's going and kind of give um, their perspective and a path for those that are leaving. So it's a great way to check in as they come in in person. And we're actually asking face to face. But then there's ongoing connections with these business leaders in the Tampa Bay area just to touch base. How are they doing and things of that nature. So um, there is a an incredible foundation. I'm not sure if you know about it, called the Honor Foundation. Sure. There's one in, yeah, Virginia Beach, San Diego, and now in Tampa just for transitioning soft guys. And it's a rigorous three-month, like two-times-a-week program that gives these guys the tactics to actually go get a job and find out what they want to do. It's incredible. So the Star Network um, is connecting relationships with that foundation and working together with them, with these guys here in the Tampa Bay area.
1: And the Tampa Bay area is what, maybe half a million, 600,000 people greater Tampa. You know, Tampa itself is less than half a million. Any thought of replicating this type of thing in some of the big cities where there are also major military areas that are putting people out, you know, as veterans regularly?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there are private programs and volunteer programs, just not under the STAR umbrella. And I'm a volunteer with STAR. I don't run STAR, but I am very active every single month, and I do a lot with these guys privately as well, so...
1: All right. Sounds like you enjoy it.
0: I love it. I love it. I hired my first veteran for my business in October because of this network and because of what I've learned um, about veterans and what they can bring to the table. So it's pretty cool. I'm very passionate about it.
1: Kathleen Steffi is CEO of Naviga Recruiting and Executive Search and also a volunteer with the Star Network in Tampa. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: We'll post this interview, plus a link to more about the Star Network at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive podcast wherever you get your shows. Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. Sean
2: Ferguson, Senior Vice President of Government Relations and Chief of Staff to the Office of the Chairman at the Special Olympics, joins host Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA to discuss the importance of leadership, inclusion, and community building. To learn more about how you can get involved with the Special Olympics in your community, visit specialolympics.org slash get involved. Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned working with that community? Oh, uh, yeah, it's almost... Uh... Shane, it's almost immeasurable. The things I've learned since I've been with Special Olympics. I uh, one of the things that drew me to Special Olympics uh, when I made the move over from from the NFL uh, was that my mother, my grandmother, my aunt all took care of of people with intellectual disabilities and and, and physical disabilities as well. So all of my life, I was uh, interacting and around um, usually usually young people, but also adults with disabilities. And so I, I knew that I knew that work a bit you know they, they basically were in direct care and, and I will say you know, and I obviously will say about my my family my mother and my aunt my grandmother they're saints uh, but uh, the the men and women that do take care of people with uh, profound disabilities are are really um, you know we we can't do enough to salute them. I, I, Tim Triver, my boss, the chairman, uh, says all the time, and I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, we get more than we give uh, working the Special Olympics. It, you know, we, and thank you for your very kind words about the work I do and we do. But but we're the lucky ones. We, those of us that work here are the lucky ones because I. uh, people with and without intellectual disabilities competing on teams together. Um, and that is, I, I think when you, when you go back to the founding of, of our organization, what Mrs. Tri, Mrs. Shriver was trying to do, uh, was to, to,